With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. Right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. I had to think about what day it was. Uh, where was I? In 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, myself, Ken Miller, with you for the next couple of hours. Thank you for spending some of your time uh, here with us. Coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today. Uh, pretty light, actually. It is a Thursday, so that is Restaurant Radio. We'll get into that hopefully before 1020 as we've got a busy, busy slate today. We'll start with our, our friend Danielle West at LifeServe uh, Blood Center. We'll start there, and then we've got a whole bunch of restaurants that we want to put in the spotlight here today. Uh, governor Reynolds is back in the state of Iowa. You will hear from the governor at 11 o'clock. Uh, recap perhaps her trip to the nation's capital yesterday as well as some changes uh, on the immediate horizon for the uh, state of Iowa. Some of those counties that were um, not opened up full board. They're still not, but they have made some changes. We'll hear from the governor uh, at 11 o'clock. At 11.30 we're going to get back into a feature we started when this COVID stuff first hit the fan, and that's looking at some of the uh, more popular, some of the best, uh, some of the more memorable, if you will, for one reason or another, Iowa or Iowa State or Drake or you and I uh, teams. And today, I'm going to take a look at the 2005-2006 Iowa basketball team that is as memorable as any for the wrong reason, yeah. the way the season ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jeff Horner, who was a huge a huge cog in that team uh, is going to join us. Boy, he led the team in scoring. I don't know, overall in the season, probably Haluska, right? And w- Bruner. Bruner had some nice, but Horner was right there. there. Those three had to average double digits. It was. Bruner led the team 14.1 points per game. Haluska 13.9 and Horner at 13.6. So it was a good trio. It was a big three. Yeah, it was a big three. Uh, indeed. I remember that. Um, you know what I remember about that team? As much as anything was the crap that seemingly Greg Bruner took whenever the team was on the road <laughs> in the Big Ten. I mean, student sections with his receding hairline uh-huh. at his age, right? Right. Um, he looked like he was 40, maybe 50. Well, and he decided after his freshman year, hey, let's just shave the Absolutely. whole thing off. And good for him. But, um, yeah, he took some ribbing on the road. I'll never forget that. There's some fun teams. And, of course, they would win the Big Ten tournament. We'll do that more with that uh, with Jeff Warner coming up at 1130. You know, as I was looking back and looking through some numbers, one thing that I never realized is I knew they were a good defensive team. You know how much I talk about Ken Pomeroy and his yes. numbers. Going back to that season, 2005-2006, the number one defensive team in the country was Iowa. And I didn't know that. Were yeah. they really? And adjusted defensive efficiency, huh. the Hawkeyes were number one. I knew they were good, and on the back end, Eric yeah. Hansen certainly helped yeah, in a big way. 
But all those guys could defend. Mm-hmm. I mean, the athleticism of Doug Thomas, mm-hmm. Horner, he was out there working hard. Mike Henderson, a really good on-ball defender. Of course, Bruner. It was a good defensive team. But number one in the country, hmm. didn't realize that. I didn't either. The Northwestern State game, watched it a little bit last night. Watched basically the sequence as they started to come back. Those guys weren't on the floor. Yeah. Alford was getting them ready for West Virginia. I know. And all of a sudden they come back and they cut it to nine. And, mm-hmm. you know, talking to Jeff about that game in the past and, he just said we couldn't stop the momentum. Mm-hmm. We knew we were better than them. We, right. We're up 14. Right. They're coasting home with six minutes to play. Uh-huh. and Seemingly. All of a sudden, they hit a couple of shots and you can't stop. For the stat nerds out there that say momentum isn't a thing, come on. Yeah, plug that game in. Right. That, that's all you have to do. Momentum absolutely is a thing. That ball starts rolling down the hill. <laughs> it's hard to stop it. Indeed. How, now, you and Jeff have got to know each other a little bit. Yeah. We, Since this playing day, did you know him beforehand? I knew him a little bit. Uh, a couple of North Iowa connections when, when we were in school. But, yeah, just more of a kind of a, a passing, hey, what's up? See him uh-huh. at, a, at a bar. We had some mutual friends. But got to know him really well when he was coaching at West Des Moines Valley. And oh, I was also sure. teaching at Valley. We were both at Valley Southwoods. Yeah. So uh, I'd always take my kids down there. He would be in the lunchroom with the study hall group, and he'd be watching film and bring the kids over, and we'd talk basketball for a while. So got to know Jeff really well during that time, and it's great to see the success that he has had uh, at the high school level. Uh, some of the things that, you know, hearing the inside stories of dealing with parents more yeah, than anything imagine, yeah. that he had to deal with there, going up to North Dakota, coaching with Brian Jones, and now at Truman State, and I'm they've been really good. I'm asking about Grand Forks. Okay, <laughs> yes, I can understand that. Yeah, your affinity to coming over to the States and Grand Forks. Absolutely. Going to the States for the weekend, off I went to Grand Forks. Anyways, uh, so that's coming up. Restaurant radio, and in about oh, 10, 12 minutes, we'll get to that. We've got a keyword. Trent, i got to start. we got to start with, um, you know, somebody reached out to our tw- our Miller & Condon Twitter account yesterday, uh, and, and you, you're, the, you're the proprietor of that, if you want to call it that. You can be added. You're the guardian. The, would you like to be added no, to I the account? No, I, I, I'm good. Yeah. Um, you got enough to deal with with your own Twitter account. You're, yeah, you do a good job of it for us. But somebody actually, I don't know, if they gave us a tip mm-hmm. um, that Keegan Johnson was about to sign with the with our commit rather uh, to Iowa, uh, and later on in the day he did. So I don't know who that was, but you certain well done. It was Sam. Sam. Yep. Thank you, Sam. Was is, is Sam's last name Johnson? Would he know? Is he <laughs> I don't think related that's what to it was. Keegan? Uh, but look at the, the Keegan Johnson signing is. A couple of things that stood out to me. And I, he didn't mean to. I don't think he did. I don't think he meant to really throw cold water on the Husker program. Mm-hmm. But he has said things have changed. You know, and he's a legacy over there. His dad played for a national championship team over there. He wanted to, and he could have played over there, obviously. Right. But he got over here, and as he's been quoted as saying in some of the uh, uh, post-commitment uh, uh, interviews yesterday, he just thought he was home when he got to Iowa City. Here is a, a quote that I think uh, says a lot, certainly. This is from the Omaha World-Herald and Mike Sauter, who talked to him after his commitment yesterday. Quote, at the end of the day, times have changed. No knock on Nebraska's program, but it's not the same as when Cluster, his dad, mm-hmm. played, unquote. Mm. Yeah, that couldn't have gone over well. I'm going to guess not, and I'm going to guess that's going to certainly rankle some people yeah. over there. Or maybe wake them up. Oh, that could be a good I mean, thing, that, too. I, I would like to... Th- no, that's not going to happen. No, it's <laughs> Who am I not, kidding? Right. It's just... It is so different the way... Uh, that's all they've got, Trent, and I get it. That's all they've got. Look, I come from a city that's all you've got is one team. <laughs> mm-hmm. All you've got over there is is Nebraska football. They've never won an NCAA basketball tournament game. 
They have not had a whole lot of success. And though there is success in some of their other sports, the Olympic right. sports that they're very good at, it is There's number one. There's one needle mover over yep. there. And that is Nebraska football. They had the success in, in a way I can understand it. I mean, you've, you've seen it happen. Now, I've argued for years that today's college football is so much different oh, than the college football, even of the 90s. And for myself included, many people, it doesn't feel like it's that long ago. We're talking 25 years ago. Right. It's a long time ago. These, these kids weren't even a glimmer uh-uh. in the eye of their parents uh-uh. at that point. Parents weren't even together yet. Right, that are going met. through this. Yeah, it's, it is such a different environment. The way college football is constructed is so different. And the expectations with that... They should change, but I just don't think that they ever will. I don't believe that the Nebraska fan base of that era, people in their mid-30s through Mm -hmm. infinity, Mm -hmm. that their expectations are ever going to change. They're going to think, with the right coach, with the right guy, we can get back there. We can get back to that national I just want them to get back to being, uh, not necessarily Nebraska again, but I like when they're good. Yeah. You know, it's good for business when Nebraska's really good or really bad. And they've been really bad. And they've been really bad. Uh, No doubt about it. So, boy, that receiver room at the University of Iowa, this this has had a busy week. Yeah, absolutely. Three different guys. Arlen Bruce is the slot guy, the Uh Kansas City kid that they picked up, of course. He was first, right? Yep. And then a day or two later is when they got the commitment of Brody Brecht, the big receiver. He's maybe your Brandon Smith kind of mold. The slot guy, Tyrone Tracy type is where you're talking about Arlen Bruce. And then... You get Amir Smith-Marset here, Jeez. and uh, maybe an heir apparent there with Keegan Johnson. How about Keaton Copeland? Yeah, the how job about that? that he is it's for sure. How many times have we had the conversation just since you and I have been together about boy that Iowa receiver room? Who's in there? <laughs> it really? stinks. That's why I didn't think they would be any good this year because I didn't yeah. see the emergence. This past year is what I'm talking about, the emergence of that uh, that group, and they were. I totally missed on them. But yeah, but it's nice, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, seemingly um, Copeland's changed things over there. So so um, you know, pos- another positive day for Iowa, and certainly uh, you can't look at it that way if you're a fan of the Huskers. Uh, Trent, we do have a little bit of maybe baseball news that seemingly is um, – there seems to be a light at the end of that uh, a tunnel uh, that baseball teams have been told, players have been told, get in shape. Start going. Yep, start going because we're starting to have a plan here and we can see this coming together with a goal of early July, whether it's July 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, sometime early July seems to be the target date for MLB and the union has to sign off and I think they'll do that today or be put in front of them today with the proposal that they've had. We've seen some stuff coming from uh, the commissioner's office in the NFL to some of the teams as to what they can do to start to open up their facilities. So sports starting Maybe to have a little bit of a pulse again? It feels like we are, we're trending certainly that direction. And with it, there's still tons of hurdles. I mean, there are so many things that still could happen in the interim between now and that July 4th weekend. What is it, the third? I think is that Friday. Yep. If that is the target date, there's still so many parameters that they and have to And wouldn't that work make through. sense to start on a Friday as opposed to, yes. or maybe not? Maybe you just got to get as, look, perfect world, I would think it's a Friday, but this is far from a perfect world. Right. right? Yeah. Maybe you need those extra two days for, Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the difference between 68 and 70 games or, you know, whatever. Double headers, how you're going to do that. You mentioned, I think, a huge component here, and that is the Players Association, a union that is well, the best in any sports league, the power that they wield. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I think probably you're right. They're going to have to 
figure out the financials because the financials, at least in the interim, initially, there's not going to be fans there. And no. maybe this very well could be for the whole season. Yeah. But, but what that is going to look like, what that's going to mean. Of course, we have the minor league angle, what that's going to look like, and if there's going to be minor uh, leagues yeah, this year. I don't think there can be. There's not so, without fans. Yeah, there's so many parameters that are still here and so many hurdles that they're going to go past. But at the very least, you read this story and brought excitement to me. Mm-hmm. I was pumped up for it. I said, all right, it feels like... There's at least a light at the end of the tunnel. I think there is, too. We're going to do a minor league piece next week. Got a guy that we're going to go after and get on here uh, from um, minor league baseball. Not local, but uh, you know, one of the, um, one of the major league, or one of the minor league exec, if you want to call okay. it that. So looking forward to doing that and getting uh, his take on that. The other story I wanted to get to before we run out of segment here, we've got the, the keyword coming up momentarily. I, I hate to say it, I mean, because I've said, I, Brett Favre, I was such a fan of him, right? Yes. Uh, Elway was my guy, Broncos are my team, but Brett Favre is maybe my favorite football player of all time. This is not a good look on him, and the more that you know, the days uh, go by, the more that this stuff trickles out, and maybe some of his connections and um, it's just not a good look, Trent, that this seemingly, and I know he's put out a statement here today, and you can poke holes with that if you want to, and trust me, there'll be folks coming to with sticks to poke holes uh, in his statement, and maybe the feds or the state of Mississippi is going to get involved, but man, oh man, this is not a good look for one of the, I think, one of the um, best quarterbacks to ever play the game. $1.1 million is what he is repaying, and initially, I'll be honest, when I saw the story. I just kind of rolled my eyes. Uh, okay, yeah. you know it's, but yeah, you're right. Brett Favre, he he has this aura to him. He has the personality, and to see something like this, and what for all intents and purposes, I'm not going to go buy one of those copper fits anymore. Right? It, it's <laughs> it's an embezzlement scheme. It seems like it. And here's the thing that Florio pointed out, and I know a lot of people don't like Mike Florio. You think he's a conspiracy series theorist? Made a lot of money. Good for him. Started that pro football talk. Got snapped up by NBC. He was never going to be a media personality. He was going to be. A, he was a guest, uh, but he is uh, that he has just taken off his world. But he pointed out that the 1.1 million. Seems seemingly kind of a weird number. Was he keeping a mill and who was getting the one point, the point one of the one point one? Okay. You know, that 10%, who mm-hmm. was that getting funneled to? Now there's not, there's nothing, uh, that we've seen yet that uh, actually would uh, connect the dots to that. But it's certainly, I think, a legitimate question. Kex, you know, and iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword hope. To 200, 200 right now. That's hope to 200, 200. Your chance to win $1,000. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. NCMIC presents Restaurant Radio. It's coming up next. Jeff Horner at 1130. We'll hear from the governor at 11. Miller and Condon till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106. Call.com. Ken Miller. Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, Restaurant Radio in a Moment, brought to us by NCMIC. 
You got to share this leak that you just found. This has just got me so pumped up, Trent Condon. <laughs> so you're telling me that Thanksgiving weekend, the curtain will come down on Sunday night football with uh-huh. the oldest rivalry in the NFL, Bears at Packers Lambeau Field. That's how we're going to finish up uh, Thanksgiving weekend, if you will, that four days, your favorite time oh, of the my. year. Sunday night football, Bears at the Packers to finish it up. There's some schedule leaks. This is from Danny Parkins, who works for 670, the score in Chicago. And how's he been history-wise Very with these good. things? Very good. He's usually one of the first people out in front on the Bears side of things. Six games that he has heard have leaked. Week one, they go to Detroit to face the Lions. Loss. Week five. <laughs> Brady and the Buccaneers come to town to Soldier Field. Mm. Some people believe that's going to be a Thursday night game. Two Monday night football games at the Rams in Week 7. Home for the Vikings in Week 10. That Sunday night game we mentioned with the Packers after Thanksgiving. And Week 17 at home for the aforementioned Green Bay Packers. Wow, wow, wow. Well, the network's a lot of prime timers. They're putting a lot of stock in Mitchell Trubisky. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Let's get uh, sell, to... Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> restaurant radio underway. NCMIC makes it possible. Danielle West from the LifeServe Blood Center in Iowa. She's been a part of this numerous times and back once more. Danielle, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Sorry we got off to a couple of minutes late, but boy, uh, hearing football, a sense of normalcy has got my the hair on the back of my neck standing up. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me again. No, I appreciate you coming on. So since we've last spoken, what's been going on at LifeServe uh, Blood Center? Of course, you guys are located on uh, 431 East Locust Street in Des Moines or online at LifeServeBloodCenter.org. What do you need help with? Uh, and what can you update us? Last time that you, you came on, you talked about the antibodies that uh, you were starting to, I believe you'd sent over to one of the hospitals. Any update? Yeah, absolutely. So we are actively looking for more donors to donate convalescent plasma. That is the product that is currently going to COVID-19 patients in our hospitals. So the idea behind this is COVID-19 people who have recovered. um, If you thought you had symptoms, if your physician diagnosed you, if you had a positive COVID-19 test, you now have antibodies in your blood and plasma that we can give to current patients to help fight off the virus as well. We've had quite a few patients receive this product so far. We actually had our first patient from Unity Point that received the product leave the hospital. He was previously in critical condition and this, you know, they gave them this treatment. We'd like to think that that's why they, they recovered and are doing much better now and home and healthy. So we're getting great results and now just looking for more and more donors that are able to donate this product. So those donors, obviously, if you've been somebody that you know got the diagnosis that you did have COVID-19, those are the people. But what about people that maybe think that they had it but never have been able to get in to get a test? Would you be looking for those kind of people, too? Absolutely. So if people thought that they had symptoms um, or they live with someone who was diagnosed, mm. they've been in contact with someone who was diagnosed, We would love to talk to them as well. We are able to do antibody testing on them Mm. to see if they have the right antibodies that we're looking for. And we've had quite a few people reach out in that regard as well. And we are definitely looking for those folks, too, because I think the majority of folks could have had it and maybe didn't have a positive test result. And that's really going to be the majority of the donors that we're able to see. Danielle, I don't believe that I have had it. I, I don't think I've been in contact with anybody and even being asymptomatic. But if I come in to donate blood, is that something that you would also test for to see? Is that something for everybody or just people that believe maybe they did? 
So if they're wanting to donate convalescent plasma, we will do the antibody test to see if they can donate that product. Okay. Otherwise, all of our other blood donors, we're asking that they are 14 days symptom-free. So that's always been the case if they've had a cold, haven't felt well. We want them to be 14 days symptom-free before they come in and donate, and that's across the board. So if someone did have it or any symptoms, we want to make sure that they're healthy before they come in and donate. We're not actively testing for COVID-19 because it's not a blood-borne um, mm. disease that we've seen where the virus can spread that way. But we're making sure that everyone is healthy before they come in to donate to make it safe for the patient. Uh, that's excellent news, what's been uh, going on. Glad we uh, glad we connected with you here today, Danielle. You perked us up a little bit. Uh, so uh, what, <laughs> what have you seen so far? Are donations overall down, or have you guys kind of held your own through this? So it's been interesting. The hospitals haven't been using as much blood, knowing that they're not doing elective surgeries and oh, things sure. like that. So we've been pretty steady. But now a lot of hospitals are opening back up to where they're doing more elective surgeries. We're getting into the summer months where more traumas happen. They refer to it as trauma season. So we know the need for blood is going to start rising. And now we're kind of getting the wheels turning to boost our collections. We still don't have a lot of mobile blood drives, you know, businesses, right. high schools. A lot of those drives that we're going to go are not going. So we're trying to drive everyone into our donor centers to make appointments. We've opened up a lot of appointments. We're looking at extending hours, things like that, and just reminding people that through through the summer, we absolutely need them, and we need to start boosting those collections now for our hospital partners. Anything else you want to share, Danielle? Just that we, you know, we have the Des Moines Donor Center that you mentioned. We also have an Urbandale Donor Center. Those are both open six days a week, pretty much all day. Um, and we would love to see people. We're still only taking donors by appointment. Mm-hmm. So please go to our website or give us a call and make your appointment, and we, or we can help you make your appointment for the future. Uh, great news. Uh, maybe, um, who knows, by the sounds of things, it certainly helped that one patient, and our fingers crossed that that was behind it, and maybe a, a whole lot more uh, in the days, weeks, months ahead. Uh, LifeServe uh, Blood Center in Des Moines. Again, the website, LifeServeBloodCenter.org. The phone number, 800-287-4903. You can all find it uh, online. Danielle, thanks for sharing that terrific news. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Good Thank to you talk. so much. Anytime. Good to talk to you. All right, that's good news, Trent Con. We started with the positive there. Love that. Let's get to the restaurant portion of the program. The Iowa Tap Room is up first, and Tim joins the program. Tim, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Trent? Well, we're doing well. Appreciate you coming on. So um, give us an idea. I know that you guys, uh, all the all the taps, all of the uh, all of the Iowa taps that you guys display and feature have how many are there? Do you have any any idea how many how many different ones? How many different taps with a different Iowa beer? Well, we have uh, we always have ninety nine taps on tap for each of the counties. One one for each county. Oh, we I have see. the ability to go up to. Uh, we have the ability to go up to 120. Um, so there's times where we have 105 on, 120 on, 101 on. But we always have at least 99. That's awesome, and so many great beers across the state. Tim, fill us in. What are, what are some of your favorites here as we look at the local brews that you guys have at Iowa Tap Room? Well, yeah, I bounce around all over the board on mm. on our stuff, but uh, Confluence right here in town does yep. a really good job. Um, 
I really enjoy their Des Moines IPA. I really enjoy their new New England IPAs that they've been putting out. Um, Keg Creek, uh, they're they're doing some really really good stuff. Big Grove, Single Speed, uh, Top and Goliath, obviously. Uh, Back Pocket. Uh, we've got a lot of really good ciders on as well. Uh, Jefferson County does a really really good job. Deals does a really good job. Uh, I mean, Reunion. Um, for another beer out there that's just knocking it out of the park lately. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great time to be drinking beer, i tell you that. There's never a bad time to be <laughs> drinking beer, I can tell you that. IowaTaproom.com, uh, we're joined by Tim from the Iowa Tap Room. You know what, I've heard about your place, and I've never eaten there, but I've heard that that's a major mistake that I haven't. Because while the beer is one thing, the food apparently is, is, uh, is just as good and, and something that... You know, yeah, the beer was good, but boy, oh boy, did you hear about what they, my dinner was just unbelievable. Uh, you're known for your food. Um, give us a couple of highlights and what you're doing through these times regarding your food menu. Well, we're, we're trying to, you know, put out nice, comforting food that everybody likes, um, just like we were, when we were doing things when we were open, uh, just making sure everybody's getting what they need, uh, our last couple of weeks. Weekends, we've done some specials with Molly Cup, Molly's Cupcakes. This is right here in the building, and those have gone really well. Um, really, for our for our food side, you know, we're just trying to trying to stay with what we do well and uh, keep people real happy. Well, you're doing that. IowaTapRoom.com. dot uh, com. The hours. Uh, what else would you like to share about your place? Um, we're we're open eleven till nine right now sunday through thursday and then we are open until 10 on fridays and saturdays good stuff i would go ahead tim i'm sorry yep you can go you can go right to our website and order directly off of our website or you can call it in or you can go through doordash grubhub my town to go those are all all good for us. Got them all covered. Uh, best of luck, Tim. Thank you for coming on the Iowa Tap Room, iowataproom.com. Appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Let's go to Johnson. You drink all that beer. You can get breakfast all day at the Cozy uh, Cafe in, in Johnson. I love those places. Uh, me too. Breakfast all day long. And here is uh, Steve to tell us about it. Hello, Steve. How are you? Hey, good morning, man. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for coming on. Uh, what what have you seen of, uh, as far as during this times? Obviously, uh, you can't have people in your restaurant yet, but uh, you can have people come to your restaurant or buy gift cards. What are you doing as far as to go? Are people uh, responding uh, to Cozy Cafe in Johnson? Yeah, they're uh, they're responding. You know, it's been it's been great. We we closed for the entire month of April just because. Uh, just didn't see, you know, the point at that point. But we opened back up uh, Sunday, and we've been doing great. The customers have been coming in and, and ordering food to go. And, you know, we got uh, curbside delivery, wearing a mask and gloves. and Good. You know, yeah, it's good stuff, man. You know, I don't want people to get the impression you're just a breakfast place because you're a whole bunch more than that. The breakfast is outstanding. But it's more than that, right? You uh, kind of give us an idea of what you've got on the menu. Oh my goodness! It's it's really everything that's probably you ever wanted to eat: <laughs> Got pizza, pasta, um, burgers, uh, sandwiches. We have a really, really good tenderloin. We have uh, Fairway cut our pork tenderloins for us and tenderize them, and then we bread them to order. Um, we pick those up twice a week, so they're always fresh, never frozen. And uh, so we're getting that meat from Fairway. Um, 
that's a pretty popular we were um, and have been. Uh, who knows how it'll hold out, but uh, we uh, I also get fresh meat, uh, fresh burgers, I mean, fresh hamburger, and uh, that's never frozen. So, the you know, that's a fresh, fresh product that uh, you're not used to getting it, you know, some of the other places. I won't that's mention right. any names to drive up places, but, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, burgers, um, there's a... Uh, uh, our probably most popular dinner item is a hot roast beef sandwich, uh, mashed potatoes and brown gravy, you know, like mom mm-hmm. used to make with carrots and onions and celery and, you know, cook for four or five hours in, a, in an oven so that uh, it's really flavorful and tasty. Steve, that was uh, where my eyes went as I was perusing the menu there. Your blue plate specials. Do you know the origins? What what does blue plate mean? Because I've heard yeah, it. Good question. You know, it's comfort food, but that's kind of all I think about. Do you know what blue plate special means? You know, that's a good question, too. I don't know either. I just, <laughs> it's just one of those things that just pops in. Yeah. Hey, let's, let's make this a flashing blue light special. I don't know. <laughs> when I grew up, and I, I just uh, it kind of goes back to the thoughts of, some of you folks have been around long enough to remember what Kmart used to have a flashing blue light special. Yes, yeah, I remember that. Uh, when you walk when we walk through the aisles at uh, Kmart, they'd say flashing blue light special. <laughs> That's kind of the you know the one of the thought processes that went into it, just bringing attention to that on the menu. So, and you know the majority of the customers that I have are are of that age group. Um, not that uh, we can't uh, you know uh, satisfy those needs for folks that are younger, but yeah. Well, you're preaching to the choir chicken. here. <laughs> uh, chicken co- fried steak. Nice. Chicken fried steak and uh, chicken dumplings. Uh, really good stuff. Really comfort food for those times when you just uh, have had enough of that fast food stuff or drive through stuff, you know. Stop in and pick out, pick out a, a great menu item and take home and serve as a family. And the website is Cozy Cafe Johnston. Cozy Cafe Johnston. The phone number is 270-8000. Great phone number, Steve. 270-8000. It's an easy one. Cozy Cafe in Johnson. Uh, Steve, anything else? You know what? You can also order off of Uber, uh, Food Dudes, uh, Grubhub's coming online, DoorDash is uh, available. Um, so there's all kinds of places you can order from a third party, but if you want to see my happy face, you got to call mm-hmm. the phone number, 2000, 270-8000. 270-8000. Steve, best of luck. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. You're more than welcome. Good to talk to you. All right, Board and Arrows, Trent, uh, you're going to have to tell me about this place. When you said that you've got them coming on, you were pumped up about Board and Arrows. I have never been. Southwest 9th Street is the location. I'm looking at the pictures now. You know what it reminds me of? There was a pizza joint in West Des Moines when I first moved back from Denver. Corso's Pizza. Okay. Joe Corso was the guy. He was an older dude. I probably passed now. Uh, but kind of... Um, Kind of reminds me of this when I looked at the pictures. That's the first thing that popped into my head. Bordenaro's Pizza and Pasta. Uh, that Bordenaro's Pizza.com. Uh, and we are joined by Chris. Hello, Chris. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Tell us about your place. Well, uh, we've been around since 1977. My father started it then. Um, I took it over and added a restaurant part of it by 1998. And um, doing doing good. Um, been on the south side our whole time. We got a place down at Wells Fargo for concessions. Uh, obviously, that place is closed right now. Yep. We're hoping to get that up and started again. You know, uh, but otherwise, everything. 
Pardon me? Go go ahead, Chris. Sorry. No, just uh, trying to uh, keep everybody happy right now. We'll carry out the delivery and keeping everybody safe. Well, it's certainly doing that. And, and as I look through and memories of uh, stopping by, I used to do some work on the south side, and that would be something on the way home, grab a pizza. So good. It's the thin crust pizza. And the squares, cut into squares for most of them. What's the justification? What's the reasoning? Some pizza places like to cut them instead of the slices that you think of the triangles going with the squares. Well, it's it's my personal favorite. I'm not a crust guy, but my dad started with the squares, and I kept that tradition alive. I think it's uh, it is kind of an Iowa thing in some places. Yeah. Okay. Um, we do have people that request pie cuts, um, and we, we try to do our best to cut it that way if they ask. Most popular pizza is what? Oh, I think pepperoni is. Still, huh? The old standby yep. pepperoni. What's your old favorite? Standby. What's your favorite? Uh, I've got a really good hot pepper, a Mancini hot pepper, and I like that with pepperoni. All right, sounds good. Pepperoni, pepperoni extra cheese is always good. No, you can't beat it. Uh, so how about some of the sandwiches, too? I see there's a grinder. There's a sausage sandwich, Philly cheesesteak. I mean, you cover the meatball sandwich. Um, sell a lot of those, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. The, the patty sausage patty sandwich, the grinder, are the most popular. we got a great Coppola sandwich, which is an a Italian hot spiced ham. Uh, it's a favorite. Uh, we've got a few kinds of pastas, a fettuccine and a and a rigatoni with meatball or sausage. Uh, we've got the we've got a nice uh, seasoned onion ring that we sell a lot of. Right now, the carry out and delivery on fried food is through the roof for some reason. Good. Um, and Friday nights, it's, uh, it gets to be about an hour and a half wait wow. on some orders between five and eight o'clock at night. Uh, Friday night are still the favorite night to eat pizza, that's for sure. Indeed. So when are you? When, uh, when are your hours for pickup, and can you order ahead of time? If you, you know, will, will you answer the phone, I guess, uh, prior to you actually uh, having people uh, pick stuff up? Well, we open up at 4.30. We normally don't take um, orders before that unless you order on the ne- from the next day. Gotcha. Like, say, Thursday for Friday at a certain time. We can do that. Uh we limited our hours from 4.30 to 10 o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays. During the week, we're 4.30 till 9. We're closed on Sundays. We we postponed our lunches for right now. Um, and I probably would like to try to start them back up um, June 1st. Uh, we're just waiting to see what's going on. We're trying to keep everybody safe. Yep. I'm staffed about 80% still. Good for you. People that I have had had to lay off was waitresses, um, but my whole kitchen staff is still working, but only probably about thirty hours a week instead of the normal forty. Well, we want your doors to be open, so like all the restaurants, that's one of the reasons behind this is once we do get the green light, there's a lot of folks that, you know, sadly have had to have uh, been laid off due to the circumstances, and we want a lot of those positions to be available. Uh, once the doors swing open and the green light goes on, they've been there since 1977. Bordenaro's has stood the test of time. Bordenaro'spizza.com, 287-1607, 287-1607. Anything else, Chris? Uh, just one other thing. I'd like to, you know, the customer has been so great. 
uh, on taking care of uh, the, my health with tips and stuff like that. It's the generosity. I can't even say that word right now. They've just been great, and that makes me so proud to have customers like that. So, um, everybody, God bless. Stay safe, and hopefully, we can get this rolling again. Well, well said, Chris. Thank you. Good luck at Board and Ours. Appreciate you coming on. Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Let's go to uh, the Fire Creek, uh, Trent Condon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fire Creek Restaurant. Fire Creek right now. Carry out available. The website, firecreekgrill.com, firecreekgrill.com. Here is Sean. Hello, Sean. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. What are you doing to make it through these times? Uh, well, we are open now Monday through Saturday from 4 to 8, doing the uh, carry out and curbside. Okay, uh, four to eight by uh, Monday. Did you say Monday through Saturday? So close Sunday, Monday right? Saturday, yeah. Yep. Close Sundays, and we're we're not doing lunches right now. Gotcha. Full menu available. Full dinner menu. Okay, give us a couple of highlights on that dinner menu. Well, we're still doing the prime rib. We have every night. Um, probably our most popular is the Asiago chicken. Mm-hmm. It's coming out. We're doing a lot of prime ribs um, right now. You know, we're still doing, like, the prime rib sandwiches are popular. Some of our salads are going out right now, summertime. Um, so those are those are popular right now also. Sean, the Asiago chicken, it is, I would have to say, my wife and my favorite meal that we have. We go to Fire Creek often. We used to live in those little townhouses right next to it. So that would be our stop after we got engaged. That's where we went. It was Fire Creek and it celebrated. So it's, it's a favorite of ours. That Asiago chicken, it is like something I have never had before. The white wine citrus sauce that is on there. I've never tasted anything like it. It's incredible. Describe it to the listeners probably better than I can. Well, it's a it's a breaded uh, Asiago, uh, pan-seared. Um, then you either get the sauce on it or over the side, and then it comes with either a mixed vegetable, uh, asparagus, mashed potatoes, baked potato. Fire Creek Grill, 800 South 50th Street. Here's one for you. Now, lobster, crab, cream cheese stuffed wontons, fried and served with a side of sweet chili sauce. Who came up with the name to call those mosquito bites? <laughs> you know, I, that was before my time. Okay. I, mean, I couldn't tell you about that one, but I've had to prep those. Those, those take a little bit, a little while to do. Oh, uh, we go through a lot of those. I yeah. bet you do. It's great. I, one of my favorites, as I mentioned. Hey, Sean, one more thing from me. Away from Fire Creek, just for a moment, you're a baseball guy. I played high school baseball at Dowling Catholic. You're, I think it was your mom that was telling me. And your grandpa, Jim Williams. You're Sean Williams. Okay. Jim Williams, who I think anybody That's that right. knows baseball yeah. here in this area certainly knows Jim. Boy, how great was it to, to be able to have somebody like that in your family throughout your baseball life? Well, I tell you, he's, he's the patriarch. He's the, mm. the man, and uh, a lot of people around this town know him and respect him. Yeah, no doubt so, about you know, that. I still get to keep in touch with him. You know, he's still coming in with his wife Rosie. They'll still stop in, and I'll go outside and chat with, bring him their food, and chat with him for about a half hour, and send them on their way. Are you doing the desserts during these times too? Yes, we are doing desserts. Uh, you know what we have on hand. Um, actually, why don't we just do that tonight if we could put that on the air? If anybody hears, uh, is listening to this right now, if you go into Fire Creek tonight. 
and just say that you uh, heard Sean on the radio. We'll get you a free dessert. How about that? Fire Creek Grill, firecreekgrill.com. Tell him you heard it on restaurant radio on that sports station, 1460 KXNO or 106.3 FM. They'll give you a free dessert. Firecreekgrill.com, 800 South 50th Street in West Des Moines. The phone number, 224-0500, 224-0500. Dinner tonight starting at 4, correct, Sean? That's right. We'll start taking orders uh, usually between 3 and 3.30 if some people start calling a little bit earlier. Good stuff. Best of luck to you, Sean. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Yeah, you're more than welcome. Good to talk to you. Fire Creek Grill, free dessert. Tell them you heard it here. Boom. Uh, the Range, Des Moines. RangeDesMoines.com. Mark is up with us, anxious to learn about The Range. Tell us about what you got going on, Mark. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, I'm excellent. Thank you so much for having us. So uh, right now we're we're definitely excited about all the great community support we've received over the last uh, several weeks. We've been doing a lot of great takeout, and we've been doing uh, uh, a lot of third-party vendors with Grubhub, DoorDash, and mm-hmm. Uber Eats. So um, a lot of exciting, exciting stuff there. Really good food. Uh, been there. We're there, in fact, for New Year's Eve one year. Got to go out, have a great dinner, and then hit the links for a while afterwards. <laughs> of course, the links are closed. Have you got any more information from the state and when you guys are able to open up full-time, where you guys kind of fall in the pecking order? Because it is a little bit different there, being able to go and play the great courses on the simulator. Absolutely. So we're still, like a lot of people, playing the waiting game. Obviously, we are um, kind of looking at that May 15th as when the current ban expires. We're kind of circling that date and kind of planning for that date and hoping we can uh, return to 50% capacity then. Um, we all know that this is a, it's a changing target. So we're, we're hoping for the best on that, and we're preparing for, for the best, and we're hoping for the best and preparing for the worst. You know, that's an interesting concept you're going. Um, I'm glad that uh, we had you on here because I, I did not know about this. So it's kind of a... Kind of a full night, if you want, right? You go to eat, and you can go and uh, and swing some clubs in the simulator. That's a pretty good night. Absolutely. And, you know, it goes without saying that the avid golfer is, is appealed to it, but I am blown away by uh, how much appeal there is to the non-golfer. You know, going in for a night out, a, a couple's double date. Right. Um, you know, a family fun day. Um, and it, it's definitely interesting and something I'm very thankful for that, you know, whenever we're open – Pretty much every day I'll, I'll meet someone that is like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that this was the place. You know, if you look at kind of our mixes whenever we first opened, it was almost all gone and alcoholic. And you've seen the food, sa- uh, food sales grow each and, every, uh, each and every month as that takes a bigger chunk. So as more and more people um, find out about us and, and, you know, get that word of mouth and more and more people see us, it becomes very apparent quickly that, oh, hey, there's a lot more here than maybe we initially thought. Yeah, indeed. Good-looking bar as well. Good food. you got an expansive menu, uh, something to do while you're there, while before you eat or after you eat. The uh, the address is 11865 Hickman Road. Uh, 11865 Hickman Road. The phone number is 252-7500, rangedemoines.com. Anything else you'd like to share with us, Mark? I would strongly encourage people to look on our Facebook. We have a takeout 
offer for Mother's Day coming up for, for all the important mothers in our lives, mothers, sisters, uh, wives, and all that. So it's a great opportunity that, you know, it's a day that a lot of people like to take care of their mothers, the mothers in their lives. And just because of everything going on doesn't mean we still don't need to find a way to make sure they're well taken care of. Well said, my friend. Well said. And thank you for the reminder. <laughs> uh, Mark, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Mark. Best of luck to you folks at Range Des Moines, okay? All right, thanks, guys. Be well. Yeah, you do the same. Uh, interesting, and thanks for the reminders. This Sunday. Yes, it's right around the corner, and that also reminds me, got to get some shopping done. Indeed you do. A Wisco Pub is up next. Jenny's going to join the program. In fact, she's going to join the program right now. Hello, Jenny. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. You're 3015 Merle Hay Road. What's going on at Wisco Grub and Pub? Well, we got a lot of really great food coming out uh, and uh, some new uh, new menu items. So we got a new chicken sandwich that has some coleslaw on it and uh, some cheese, of course, because we're a cheese bar. We love love our cheese over in Wisconsin. So. Oh, I never put I never put two and two together, but of course that makes perfect sense. <laughs> got to figure, yeah, cheese has got to be a big part of it. So tell us about your cheese curds, because I, I hear cheese and I hear Wisconsin. I'm always thinking about cheese curds. Tell us what you guys have at Wisco. Oh, most definitely. We have two different types of cheese curds. So we have a regular breaded uh, yellow cheddar, <clears throat> excuse me, and we also have a pretzel breaded white cheddar. So you can get them separately or you can get them as a mixture together, which is our most popular, actually. So, um, yeah, and of course, we make our own ranch. So uh, a lot of people like to use ranch with their cheese curds. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> uh, what have you seen during uh, during the shutdown? Has the uh, community continued to support you? Have you been able to stay open this entire time, Jenny? Um, yeah, we we are. We've been open. Um, we do carry out and delivery. Um, yep. We are doing a four-mile radius right now just because, you know, we want to make sure the food gets to our customers nice and hot. Um, and a $15 uh, minimum, which isn't too hard to reach. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we've been open um, every day um, except for Mondays when we're um, traditionally closed. So, yeah, definitely. Where can we see your menu? Um, well, we have a Facebook page. Um, and we also have a website. Uh, if you go to the easiest way to do it is if you go to Google, uh, Google us, and you can just hit go to website. You can go right to our website. Wisco Grub and Pub, thirty fifteen Merle Hay Road, thirty fifteen Merle Hay Road. The phone number is five two eight eight zero six nine five two eight eight zero six nine. Good luck at Wisco Grub and Pub. And Jenny, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm happy to do so. Uh, there's Wisco Grub and Pub, the Wisconsin angle with the cheese, Trent Gunn, and I never put two and two together. Packers, Badgers, all that, I'm sure. I bet they do. I bet they do on the TVs. Very popular there. All right, that is going to bring Restaurant Radio to its conclusion. We miss Scott at the... Boy, I was looking forward to talking to him. He's got Americana, mm-hmm. Gilroy's, the Iowa Craft Beer Tent. I think there's one more. Uh, Court Avenue Brewing is under yes. his umbrella. So, Scott Carlson, if you would like, we can reschedule. We'd love to have you on. Uh, been to Americana a number of times. Good Sunday brunch there. You know where mm-hmm. Gilroy's is. I did not know Gilroy's. Yeah, it's uh, on 8th Street in West Des Moines. Just take that exit, the 8th Street, 22nd Street exit, and just off of 235, so just to the south. So, so is that where Jimmy's used yep, to be? Yep, Jimmy's uh, Big Ten Pub was there. Yeah, a lot of different places. It's been Gilroy's now for a number of years. Okay, that's a place uh, my parents come to town. We're looking to hit a little bit of everything, and their breakfast menu is incredible. Really? One of my favorites. Did you ever do – it's called Jimmy's, right? Is yeah, that what it's yeah. called? 
That was a huge hangout on Friday night right after work. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I spent a ton of time there. Yeah? Oh, my God. You used to come west? I used to live in West Des Moines. What? When I first moved back from uh, from Denver, I lived in West Des Moines. I never even yes, knew this. I lived in West Des Moines. Where'd you live? I don't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, I, but I know You're I used to Jimmy's get- You're at Jimmy's too much, huh? I used to get off eighty our, our 22nd. I don't recall what street it was. Oh, well. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, thank you at NCMIC, NCMIC, for making Restaurant Radio popular. We do it twice weekly. You can participate. Email me, KenMillerShow at gmail.com. Find Trent Condon on Facebook. We'll hook you up for Tuesday. We will hear from the governor of the state of Iowa next. Jeff Horner at 1130s. We look back at some of the better teams in the state of Iowa. It's Miller and Condon till noon, 1460, 106.3 FM.